You want to get hardcore? Greetings and salutations. It's your man CD, the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. Yo, what's up? This is the Phil and Flash TJP. Hello, this is former five-time WWE Women's Champion Melina. Hello, it's the Killer Bay. The base there is, the base there was, the base there ever will be. The goddess of girl power. Yours truly, Heather Monroe. You want to get extreme? Currently at home in Southern California, enjoying Southern California things. And one of the things out in Southern California that you can enjoy. And from one homegrown LA person to another. That's right. Your eyes are not deceiving you. I am talking directly to you. You are so, so, so welcome. One of the things out in Southern California that you can enjoy is the Circle of Debate podcast. This shout out is for the Circle of Debate podcast. I wanted to let you guys know to watch the Circle of Debate podcast. I mean, they are based out of Los Angeles. These are my people. <laughs> I need to take a second to give a shout out to the Circle of Debate podcast because obviously one of the best podcasts around. And you know why? Because they have an eye for talent. They are a fan of not. Do both with this podcast. Circle of Debate, baby. They're out here in Southern California giving you guys quality entertainment to listen to. So give them a listen. Tell them Christopher Daniels sent you. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for being a fan. Thank you for watching and God bless. Heather Monroe. So what other um, credentials do you need for that? Anyways, just wanted to say thank you so much for your support. Love you. <laughs> and I want to wish you guys the best and I know you're gonna do great and I'm proud of you Mwah! Sending you guys all the love in the world and watch circle of debate podcast You want to be hardcore you want to be extreme doing the fucking Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Circle of the Made podcast. It's kicking off 2021 with a bodega style. It's the host, the devious one I've been seeing here alongside with my brother, that's my other mother, and that is Mr. MGC Matt Steamboat. Obviously, we do not have uh, Chris Kennedy or Mr. Kirk, who is joining us today. But today, we have an honorary guest that I've been dying to get on the show for a very long time since we had Benny White Light. Now, we have a former All-Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Champion. We have a former uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution All-World Tag Team Champion. He's one of the co-founders of the La Bodega. He's also the current one half of the United Wrestling Network World Tag Team Champions. So you better watch out, better watch your mouth because he's a one-man lucha gang. The bully bastard, the Morica bastard will knock your ass out Bodega style. And that is El Rey Gordo, King Fatboy himself, Mr. Papo S. How are you? What's going on, man? Hey, thank y'all for having me on. It's going to be a good one. How y'all doing? You good? We're good, brother. We're good. I'm glad we're to get you on the show. I'm honored that you're here. Finally, yeah. man. I know you're, you're a busy thank man. You, thank you. You're a busy man. You know, yeah. you know, winning that belt, I was happy when you guys actually won the, you know, UWN Tag Team Championships. You and that in my life. Love it. So I want to go ahead and get to start off the first question. I wanted to go ahead That's, and hell yeah. how did it, how the journey began for Papa Wesco? How did it all start? Man, it's a, it's a good question. Um, my, my story is a little bit different than everybody else. Well, it's a lot different than everybody else's in, in a lot of ways. Um, so just a real quick, I'll try to go through this as fast as possible. Um, you know, like everybody else, ever since I was a kid, I watched wrestling. You know, I, I was a huge wrestling fan. Still am a huge wrestling fan. I watch all kinds of wrestling, every single thing I can get my hands on, from the independent level all the way to the, the, the global level. I'm, I'm trying to watch it. Um, just like everybody else will tell you, you know, oh, as soon as I get out of high school, I found a school, and I tried to, you know, do this and that and the other. My, my plan was no different. You know, I wanted to be a professional wrestler, so as soon as I got out of high school, I was going to try and, you know, find something. Um, but, you know, it didn't happen, man. I, I, I got into a lot of trouble when I was a kid. So, um, you know, that kind of put that on pause and kind of made me forget about that dream. Um, I met my wife young. And, uh, you know, I was still getting into trouble. But I credit the way I 
I function now to my wife because she kind of put me on a straight and narrow. You know, um, there's this little saying that's out there. I'm sure people will tell you, you know, it, it takes a woman to raise a man. Well, you know, hey, she, she kind of put me on track, you know. So um, she gave me two beautiful kids. And we had those kids young. Uh, so I got a 19-year-old daughter and a, a 17-year-old son. Um, I say that because fast forward to maybe, I don't know, I don't know how many years ago it was, um, sitting there, my kids are, you know, teenagers, and, uh, well, they're very young, you know, just getting ready to be teenagers. And I'm talking to them about um, drive and what it takes to get what you want. And I'm telling them, yo, you can do anything you want in this world if you put your mind to it. You know, as long as you write it down, figure out how to get there, you can do it. You can achieve anything if you just, if you work for it, you know. And um, that must have been the day where they were like, you know, let's cap on dad because, they started making fun of me, telling me, you know, whatever, dad, we don't believe you. So just out of sheer, like, uh, uh, competition, you know, or whatever you want to call it in the matter, I was like, okay, well, I'll make you a deal then. I'll prove to you that if you put your mind to something, you can do anything you want in your life. And they said, yeah, whatever, dad. So I thought, you know, I was like, yo, what can I do that I haven't done already that is so, uh, well, for the, sake, for the sake of the conversation, I'll say that it's so far-fetched that, you know, I could prove to them that if I put my mind to it, I could do it. So that was professional wrestling. I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. So I was like, yo, I'm going to find a school. And I did. I sought out Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy in uh, my area. And I met with the owner, uh, Gabriel Ramirez. And, and he, he, you know, he was, he told me what, what it was. I signed up and, you know, um, the rest is history, man. I mean, I, I went from, trying to prove to my kids that you could do anything you want in life to making this something that I feel like I could go make a go of, you know? So, you know, I mean, just, just through that conversation with my kids, I was able to, like you said, you know, win the, the pro wrestling revolution world tag team titles with Arkady Fedorov. I was able to win the all pro wrestling world tag team titles with uh, the nightmare sin. Um, shout out to my, my brother sin. And then uh, now, I'm able to say that I'm a United Wrestling Network World Tag Team Champion with my, with my boy Danny Limelight, you know, the Bodega, and um, you know that's. I mean, I'm just. I feel like I'm just hitting hitting the tip of the iceberg, you know. So I had a conversation with my kids not too long ago when they saw me on television, and they was like, "Yo, Dad, you you did it," and I said, "Okay, I did it. Now what are you gonna do? I proved to yeah. you that I can do anything I want." in life if I put my mind to it. Now you need to prove to me that you can do anything you want in life if you put your mind to it. So, you know, anybody that's listening right now, anybody that listens to the Circle of Debate podcast, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old or 100 years old. There's never a point in time that you can't do what you want in life. You just got to focus, put the work in, you can achieve it, man. So, I mean, that, that's really the story. I agree 100%, brother. Good, yeah, good yeah. preaching right there, good preaching. Good preaching. Yeah. You, you talk about uh, you talk about your kids and you talk with them. Like, what's it like when they come to your shows or watch your matches or, or even your wife? Do they ever feel like kind of scared for you sometimes? Because wrestling, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the safest of professions. You know, anybody can agree. But like, if they see you in like a dangerous spot, say, you know, like a power bomb off the top turnbuckle, or maybe, you know, you know, a match where you bleed or you get juice or something like that. Like, what, what, how do your, how does your family usually react to something like that? Right. So yeah, man, my, my family, they really don't like wrestling. So they really don't like follow professional wrestling, but I mean, they, they support me 100%. So if they, if it's an area where we can get them to the show, they'll definitely, you know, go to the show and be in the front row. My son, he likes to boo. The, sh the hell out of me so you know it's it's funny to see him you know just talking shit and just like trying to you know it's not dad no more and this is the only time that he gets to start talking mess to me without me telling him you know something about it but you know he he has a lot of fun doing it um I'll say that the, the more and more I do you know and with this recent tv um spot with uh with championship wrestling from Hollywood United Wrestling Network it's um it's getting to be uh, more of a, of a proud thing, you know. Um, my kids wouldn't really say nothing about what I do 
But now, you know, I mean, their friends are, are telling them, dad, I saw your dad on television. And they're like, yeah, that's my dad. He's a professional wrestler. And it's just, it's, it's, they're, they're excited about it now, you know, and I, you know, it's cool. I like to, I like to see, um, I like to see them see me and, and I like to see the proud, you know, in their eyes or the pride in their eyes or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, they, they, they still, you know, they, 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 uh, they support me as best they can. Um, my wife, she does the same, 100%. You know, she she's very supportive and she's proud of what I do. Um, but I think she doesn't like it more than my kids because there's been a few times where she's had to drive me to the to the hospital. Um, you know, there's been a couple of times where she's had to kind of take care take care of me while I was, you know, uh, rehabilitating from from an injury or, or whatever. But uh, overall, you know, I I, I I'm blessed in the respect that, you know, my support system is so strong with my uh, my wife and my kids. So I'm, yeah. I'm still like, like, I, th I just think that's awesome how your son just goes and boos and, you know, that, that's yeah, actually, he, he does it all the time. That's great. <laughs> yeah, he does it all the time. He's, he's really into the story though. He's really into the, yeah. into the whole. No, no, he's not into the story. He's into <laughs> talking cast shit towards his dad <laughs> because he knows that's the only time that he gets to do it. And I mean, you guys see, I don't know, you guys see like the I promos see and stuff that I do. I I'm pretty choppy with the mouth. He, yes. I'm pretty choppy with the mouth. This cat, he's even worse. So like, <laughs> he, he can snap. He's snapped. He's quick-witted. You know, he'll, he'll he chip just, off the old block. <laughs> there's, there's, hey, there's, I'll tell you what, there's been a couple of times where he's been in, he's been in the front of, front of the row and I've been able to hear him. And I, I, I would like have to turn and look like just to be like, yo, you, you're, you're walking on thin ice right now. You know, so uh, he's uh, the, the, yeah, he's, the he's, acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 definitely. So when you started getting training, uh, I know you started off with Pro Wrestling Revolution, the training academy in San Jose. Yeah, because that's you know you were pretty much raised in San Jose, right? Am I correct? Around the area, I was. Yeah, the Bay Area. Yep, yep. Okay. So I, at that time, I mean, when you walked into the doors. Uh, you tell me, look, I, I need you to train me. I'm, I want to be professional wrestling. Uh, how was the how was the experience of the training? I know it was more lucha style. Uh, and who was the head of trainer at the time when you came in? And if you recall, this, you know, your class when you came in, if they're still currently uh, wrestling or not at, at the time when you, you know, walked into the doors. Man, um, so when I first walked into Pro Wrestling Revolution, uh, you know, I, I I didn't I didn't know how it was gonna go. You know, but it, like you said, it is a lucha based uh, promotion, and it's a lucha, you know, uh, training academy. So it's rigorous, man. Um, I've seen uh, like American style training facilities, and uh, you know, I don't think it compares too much to a lucha training facility. I mean, no diss to any of the you know training academies that are out there that that train you know just American style, but you know, Lucha's rigorous, man. It's a lot of rolls. It's a lot of cardio. It's a lot of, you know, bumping and, 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 and just, you know, physicality. And, and, you know, the main thing is, is trying to get your wind up, man. So they will, they will take you uh, through the ringer to a point where you feel like you want to throw up, man. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of coordination, you know, and a lot of, you know, it's just a lot of things and a lot of variables that you have to be prepared. You have to mentally prepare yourself to work through. Because for a lot of guys, and this goes to the point that like, the other the other part of uh, the question is there's a lot of guys that come in and they, they just don't make it, you know. Mm -hmm. So you talk about, you know, the people that I had when I was coming up. Um, I think there, there might be um, – there might be two, maybe two uh, guys out of probably, I don't know, 20 or so that, that are still – you know, that are still there um, with me training. Whereas, you know, there are a bunch of like uh, new cats, you know, but um, it's hard, man. You know, I, you'd be surprised at how many people come in the door and they look like a million bucks. You know, they're, they're you know, they, they have the great looks, they got the great body and, and they got the coordination and, and they, they you, you like, yo, this cat's got it. And then two weeks later, he's like, now nah, this ain't for me and he quits because he can't deal with, what we do you know so i mean I, I i give all i give all praise to pro wrestling revolution training academy and gabe ramirez 
for uh, taking a chance on me and, and helping me, you know, plum, be able to plumb my trade, man. I mean, they've re- got a really good training academy. Um, the head trainer there is, is the Brown Bomber, Robert Robert Thompson. He's a NorCal uh, Hall okay. of Famer. He's yeah. he's uh, all pro wrestling legend. Um, but through, throughout the, the course of my training, you know, we had Super Crazy come in and, and, and do a full training course. And uh, Lady Apache, she came in and do a full training course. Sky, they came in and to do a full training course. Um, we've had uh, old school Oliver John, who's the, who's another all pro wrestling alumni and, and, and NorCal Hall of Famer. He, he's come in. Um, Rick Luxury is, is another, you know, uh, legend in, in, in our area that's come in. Um, you know, and then, then you get the, you know, you get the, uh, the seminars that, that, that Gabe, Gabe will bring in, like Juventud Guerrera, and uh, we've had Ultimate Dragon and, 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 you know, Blue Demon. I mean, dude, that, that is crazy because every time these cats are in town, they'll drop by the, 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 the academy just because they have so much respect for Gabe Ramirez. You know, like we've had Blue Demon come. We've had uh, Santo come. We've had, uh, you know, obviously I said Lady Apache and Sky Day. You know, and, and when I say those two, you know, they, they live in Mexico. But when they come, they come for like months. They, they've been there for, for months. I trained with Sky Day for probably a year and a half. You know, I trained with Lady Apache for probably close to a year, you know. And then, um, oh, yeah, we re- recently had uh, Ricardo Rodriguez. Jesus, you know, shout out to that cat. He came in. He did some training with us. So I, I'm happy to say that I've had a lot of people and I've had the, that I've had the opportunity to sit under their learning tree. And, um, you know, it's just, just been a blessing, man, you know. It's been real, real, real good to me. Oh man, definitely, man. That's a lot of alumni, a lot of legends, a lot of uh, you know, current stars. Um, yeah, man. man. I'm not gonna, you know. So I know in here's one, you know, one question out of nowhere. I know that because uh, my, my uncle's, uh, he's a pro wrestler up in Guadalajara, Mexico. You know, my family's more Mexican heritage. Um, my yeah. other side is more Salvadorian, but you know, Mexican side. But my uh, uncle is uh, Fuerza Guerrera, so he's one of my, he's one of my uncles. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So. I know that a lot of them wrestle on the left side. You know, you know, there's uh, always a technique. Uh, there's th- at that time at the pro wrestling uh, uh, revolution, was there more training on the left side, like more lucha libre style, or was it more on the right side? Or how, how did the you know if you get what I'm saying? Because I know there was like very different. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. So pro wrestling revolution training academy, man, they 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 do a good job of of uh, of incorporating all elements. You know, like the strong style, the American style. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we do the, the opposite. We do the opposite. We have a knowledge for uh, lucha. You know, when it when it comes to, um, I I feel like I can go to Mexico, and I can I can uh, wrestle a traditional lucha match. You know, I feel that confident in the training that I've had. But we also do the American style because I mean, you know. We're not naive, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, we're, we're in America, you know, we're in California. And a lot of our guys that come, you know, myself included, they, they might not go to Mexico. We might have to go to Japan. We might have to go to MLW or Ring of Honor or Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, United Wrestling Network. You know, we might have to go to any of these places. And, and that's an American company. So you have to know how to wrestle in American style. Agreed. Um, so we, they, it is well-rounded, you know, it is well-rounded. One of the cool things about the Academy though, is that, is that, you know, it's not just wrestling, man. You know, we have managers, we have ring announcers, we got commentators, we got, um, uh, uh, referees, you know, we do all that training, you know, all that training is done, you know, uh, so that's awesome. Yeah. It's well, well-rounded. Yeah. I think it, my question goes back to the training because you're talking about people who look really good that didn't make it. Have you ever yeah. seen it the other way? Have you ever seen it the other way around though? With somebody, you know, they don't they don't really look as good, and you're like, wow, they really made it, you know? So, somebody, you know, maybe they didn't have the coordination, like you didn't have high hopes for them in the beginning, and then they made it through, you know? I mean, it's well. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a prime example. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm the I'm I'm the king. You know, I'm my name is the King Fat Boy Papa Wesco. You know, um, I wear. You see my ring gear. I wear yeah. King Fat Boy on my belly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, who does that? You know, what I mean, I, I I'm prideful when it comes to that. I'm very comfortable in my skin. 
I, I know when people first looked at me back in the day when I first started, nobody thought that I was going to be anything. You know, I, I don't I don't have all the muscles. You know, I don't have all the high flying ability. You know, I'm not a big technical guy, although I can do that if I wanted to. But it just doesn't fit into into my MO. You know, so I, I, I had to carve my own lane because I don't look like what you believe a, a professional wrestler should look like. You know, so I, I, I'm a prime example. You know, a lot of other kids. I mean, we got a kid, um, Chamuco, right? He's a he's a mass wrestler. He's he's, he's in the training facility right now. He's 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 owning his skills. You know, he, he's going to be a decent guy, man. I don't know how far he's going to go. He might go really far. He might not. But he, he's, he's being trained well, and he's a decent guy. And when you look at him, you think, mm, I don't think so. You know, I don't think, I don't think that uh, I, I would want to watch him. But, right. I mean, there's, there's ways around that. And, again, I, I refer back to me, you know. I, I, you know, it, it doesn't – I feel like in today's professional wrestling – the majority of them want to be the big muscle dudes and, and they want to be the big high flyers with the good bodies and they want to be the technical wrestlers and whatever. But there is a, a good avenue for the cats that don't look like they should be there. And, you know, I, there's a lot of kids at, Re at Revolution that, that, that have that, uh, that are in that category and that are going to blow some minds when they get a chance to, to apply their trade. You'll see, man. You know, you'll see. Definitely I agree with you 100% because it's really more about what storytelling in the ring and how you tell the yeah. story in the ring. It's not about the looks mm -hmm. or the size or doesn't matter about it. It's not about how you're telling a story from the beginning and end to get, uh, obviously, the crowd to get an uh, understanding and to get them involved in that story. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't have, doesn't have to be a high flyer. Yeah, right. It doesn't have to be none of that shit. It could be just telling yeah. a story. It's like you're seeing an opera play, but, you know, you're, you're seeing it, obviously, in a sport, a professional wrestling. It's very different. But I, I definitely yeah. agree with you 100. percent Now, yeah, uh, talk talk about us about your first match in uh, when you debuted in Pro Wrestling Revolution. Uh, so, who who was the first match you had with? Were you in a singles competition or or were you in a tag uh, the tag match? Which was your first uh, debut um, in Pro Wrestling Revolution. So my debut, um, it was for, it was for Pro Wrestling Revolution. It was it was. See, here's the thing. So. You know, most cats, you know, have, have stories where, you know, they trained and then they started working and they was working in bingo halls for like 40 or 50 people, you know. I, dude, I got thrust into, I got thrust into the thick of things real quick, man. Um, uh, it was 11, it was 1,100 people packed into a building for Pro Wrestling Revolution and they were streaming on, um, I think it was Fight TV at the time. I, I can't remember. I think it might have been Fight TV at the time. Mm -hmm. So here I am, first match ever. I'm shitting bricks. Uh, I can cuss on you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm shitting bricks, man. You know, I'm, I'm nervous as hell. And I'm debuting with another guy that's debuting at the same time. He's another student at Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy. His name was um, Simon Cross, the motocross madman. Oh, and um, he, he, don't, he don't wrestle no more. You know, but but he he's very talented, and it was it was pretty easy to 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 perform with him. You know, um, but it was nerve wracking, dude. Because let's let's go back to what excuse me, let's go back to what I was talking about about me being you know not looking like a professional wrestler or what mm. people think a professional wrestler should look like. I didn't know how people were going to perceive me, man. You know, I didn't look like no muscle dude. I didn't have no kind of high flying stuff or whatever. I was just gonna go out there, punch somebody in the mouth, and 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 just do it over and over again until they stop moving. That really what the mo was. So I walk out there, not knowing exactly how people was gonna you know react, and, and I, that that's a nerve wracking situation, you know. So here I go out, and luckily you know people people reacted to me pretty good you know and I was able to get uh, my job done and and uh, luckily me and that guy uh, Simon Cross was able to put a good one on and um, that man I got to the back people like shook my hand said good job good job because they knew you know I was nervous and it was my first time you know and and then after that we was off to the races man you know I think that um, I relied a lot on my training and I relied a lot on um you know, the advice of, of Gabe Ramirez, um, 
And it, it really helped me through, and it continues to help me through to this day. You know, that's fucking awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. And I mean, during those times too, as well. I mean, you got to wrestle great, you know, great legends. I mean, even current stars like El Tejano, Psycho Clown. You wrestled. Yeah. Chavo. You wrestled. I mean, MVP. I think that was when we were when you went up to uh, pro wrestling. Uh, so how how was that experience? You know. Wrestling, you know, these, you know, legends and the current stars, like, how was, you know, how was, like, I mean, the first, when you first meet them, and then how was it for the first time? Like, were you nervous, or were you, like, just, you know, matter of what's going on, man, how are you, okay, let's do this, you know, you know, before talking about the match, or, you know, how was the whole chemistry, you know, wrestling all those, you know, incredible talents? So, I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I was respectful. You know, according to the etiquettes of professional wrestling, right? But I wasn't, I wasn't nervous or scared to meet them. You know, I'm, I'm, I've always been of the, uh, of the belief that if, if you, if you, you know, eat, sleep, and use the restroom and bleed like I do, there's no reason for me to be fearful of you at all. Right. So I'm, I'm not scared in that sense. But you know, there's a respect level. You know, and and every time I wrestle, even if I'm wrestling someone that's you know, not experienced as I am, or if I'm wrestling someone that's experienced as I am, or even if I'm wrestling somebody who's on a bigger stage and has more experience than I am, there's always room to learn. So whenever I wrestled MVP or Chavo, Tejano Jr., Psycho Clown, you know, it, it didn't matter who it was. Um, I, I learned I learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot. Um, my favorite learning experience would be uh, when I wrestled Chavo, um, I was, I walked up to him and I said, you know, Chavo, how you doing? My name's Papo. Uh, we're going to wrestle tonight. What do you want to do? And he asked me, how, how do you usually, you know, sort out your matches? And I, I explained it to him and he said, okay, we're not going to do that. I said, okay. He said, um, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. I'll, I'll come talk to you in a few minutes. And he didn't talk to me again. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 I tried to catch him before, you know, we were to go out there. And he said, yeah, 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 um, you know, we'll, we'll do this one thing. And he, you know, it was the, it was the end of the match, the finish. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we talked about the finish, which is probably the last, what, I don't know, fucking minute or something like that. And then he goes, okay, cool, I'll be back. And I was like, what do you mean you're going to be back? Like, we're getting ready to go out there. And then he said, okay, I'll see you out there. All right, so we go out there. And we didn't have nothing, you know. I, I was uh, I was looking at him, you know, and, and and I had this mean face, and you know the whole like you know, you know, you know character, and out there just doing me, and and, and in my in my in inside the me inside was like I am fucking shitting bricks. I'm just like scared as hell. But we got through the match, and it ended up being a really good match. And when we got to the back, he comes up to me and he says, he says, now you know how to work. And I was like, ah, okay, I got you. When you're, for, when you're forced into situations, when, when you're forced into situations that can either go really good or really bad, and you don't know which way it's going to go, you have to be able to improvise and you have to be able to – um, think on the fly and just stay relaxed and stay calm and don't let fear or nervousness or anxiety, you know, mess you up. And I learned a pretty good lesson that night, man. So shout out to Chavo. He's, uh, he, uh, he, he helped me out a lot, you know, and I can, I have stories for each one of those guys and even more guys, you know, but you know, that one really stands out as, as, as a really, really heavy uh, learning lesson for me. It was yeah. basically the whole calling it in the ring, that thing. Well, let's call it in the ring. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I like, I, I think, and ever, ever since, ever since that match, I, I've been very, um, I've been very obsessed with the, 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 the term and, and the, the, the art of calling it in the ring. Um, not a lot of the guys do that nowadays. No. And you you can easily tell in the matches, and no diss to them, you know. I mean, some of these guys do tremendous things, and and they're they're doing like these awe-inspiring, jaw-dropping moves and everything like that. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I, my belief is is if you can go out there 
and feed off the the reactions of the of the fans and, and feed off the reaction of 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 how you're moving and how how your opponent's moving and, and you can just like it's it's like you're thinking you want to do something and and you guys are so gelled and, and so in sync even though you haven't talked about anything that what you do is turning out to be much more than you could have ever imagined you know and it's it's just it's a, it's a good feeling so um yeah that calling in the ring is is it's something I'm obsessed with. I love it. So I, I'm with you 100% on that because it kind of brings back kind of the old days. And it kind of yeah. like also like, you don't, like how you said it, you don't really see that no more. Because I feel, I mean, even though I'm not a professional wrestler, you know, but right, right. I'm pretty sure that in your mind, and excuse me, you correct me if I'm wrong, just give my opinion, but you get more of an excitement because you're, all right, you're testing your knowledge of what you know, what you, what you preach. And now you're putting it to another individual that you haven't even been in a ring with at all and you're putting your knowledge into it and calling it in the ring i think that's more exciteful as a pro as a professional wrestler yourself and that's for the fans too and i think and i'm with you 100 i think that's one of the like one things i do miss of you know back old school you know professional wrestling even in yeah Utah. and and don't don't get me wrong man i mean there, there's there's a huge amount of benefit and a huge amount of upside for, you know, making sure that you have a clear understanding of what you're doing before you go out there. Because, you know, I mean, shit, man, you, you can't just do a, you know, this, you know, Canadian destroyer, you know, in the ring, just on the fly, you know, I mean, somebody's going to get hurt that way. So there's, there's mm -hmm. definitely benefits and an upside to making sure you have stuff sorted out before you get out to the ring. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I, I like to think, I like to think that I'm a throwback that I'm gonna throw back to 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 a time where you know the 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 dudes like Bam Bam Bigelow and King Kong Bundy and One Man Gang and, yeah. and all them cats were just they were a, they were a big part of professional wrestling and it was during that time that you know cats were really calling it in the ring you know they they were they were they were locking up and they were seeing what happens from there and. and you know, not a lot of guys can do that. So obviously, I can't do that with every single person. But if I, if I can catch somebody who has a big aptitude for professional wrestling in the sense of, you know, an old school, you know, an old school approach to it, you know, calling it in the ring and whatnot, I, I'd love to get, you know, my hands on those guys and see what we can create together. You know, I think oh, yeah. it'd be, uh, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. That's most definitely. I, I mean, I did some yeah. matches with uh, Jared Kratos. That was another like. What are like one of, what are my favorites? Because it's like it's a hard hitting, but a psychology in there you guys put out there, bro. So I, I love it. It's it's incredible to see both of you guys. And yes, I mean for me personally, yes, it's a your you know your style reminds me of Bam Bam, reminds me of Man Gang, reminds me of even Art Anderson because of the heavy hitting, you know, and just the spine buster, you know, everything. So you know, I and believe me, I watch I yeah, watch. That. And I, I was actually going to ask about the one man gang since your name you have a moniker very similar to that. It's you know one yeah. man, you know, one man lucha gang. Yeah, yeah. yeah one man, one lucha man lucha. Gang. Love it. Yeah. So I, and I love like like you mentioned that. So it's like almost like a little bit of a callback to that, but at the same time, it, you know, you you've got a little bit of new and old ideas coming together as well. Yeah, man. Well, I, I definitely I wanted to I wanted to bring those guys back. You know, I mean, you know, back in those days, like One Man Gang, he was a big, you know, big, burly, fat dude. You know, Bam Bam Bigelow, big, burly, fat dude, you know. Um, and, and those cats, they, 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 they were, they, they were great. Like, they were, like, icons, you know, like, larger than life icons. And, and I feel like sometimes people forget about them. And, you know, when I, when I, came out and I decided I was going to roll with the King Fat Boy Papa Wesco. I wanted to make sure that I, I incorporated certain things that would pay homage to them cats and, and the one man Lucha gang um, uh, moniker fit, you know, it just, it fits, you know, so I wear that, you know, on the side of my gear proudly. Um, like I wear the fat boy on, on, on my belly proudly, you know, so I mean, I would definitely uh, pay homage to them dudes um, every single time I step in the ring. You know, oh, and and it's funny you say it's funny you say Arn Anderson. It, Arn Anderson is my favorite wrestler of all time. Period. Really? Okay. My I, favorite okay. wrestler of all time. Really? He's, he's he's the one. Yeah, I've been a fan of I've been I've been a fan of Arn Anderson for a long time. It's funny, man. I was doing some talent work for uh, the WWE uh, uh, a couple of years ago, and and I got the chance to meet him, and um, 
it was real hard because you know my my trainers they tell me look you know you when you when you meet guys that are on a level uh that that's that's higher than you you still have to you have to act like you belong you know you have you have to make them see that you deserve to be there and you belong they don't want to see you as no fan yeah. you know um, it took everything in me to keep that 10 year old kid from coming out of my body and just <laughs> marking the hell out for Arn Anderson and the next day, because we were in San Jose um, at the SAP Center uh, on, on a, I think it was a Friday, and then we drove to Bakersfield for SmackDown on a, a Saturday. And I saw him in Bakersfield, and he looked at me and goes, hey, uh, uh, Popo, right? And I said, yeah, yeah, how you doing, sir? And he's like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you again. He walked away. And even that, I was like, you know, I, I had to turn away. I was like, <laughs> I, I wanted to. I wanted to do a flip, man. <laughs> I, hey. I did. I swear I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm not to it. Oh, hey, see, I, I, I was your issues. I'll be the same. I'll be the same way. I got like. I'll be the same way. But yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, you gotta. How you know? You gotta. Like you want it. Like you're really into this business. Definitely, I agree. And yes, why does it? Why did I say Art Anderson? Because I've watched your spine masters, bro. I see that. I see that shit. I see what you do. I see what you do in the you ring. Know, I, stopped, I, I stopped doing it because everyone, everybody does it now. You know, so I'm like, I, but yeah. yeah, I know you're trying to be some different. Go away, some come back, you know. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll bring it back. You got to bring it back one day, bro. You got to bring it back one day. You know what? <laughs> it's, it's one question I haven't asked any of the wrestlers yet. And I, you know, I don't think I've asked directly. But, you know, what's, what's your experience with, like, blading, you know, and stuff like that? Because I've been wanting to ask that for a minute, you know. Have you... What's your perspective on it? Have you ever done it? Or, you know, what, what's it like seeing other guys do it? Or, you know, just your opinions on it in general? Or hard way versus blading, you know? So. I don't I don't have a opinion on that either way because I've never really – I've never done it. Hmm. I've, bled, I've bled in the ring before. Not, you know, not, not too much, but I've bled in the ring before. And that's just, you know, because of somebody, you know, tried a little bit hard or, or – you know, it's just I, I, I might have ran into somebody in an awkward way, and it, you know. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I would say that if if um, I don't know, I feel like I feel like when it comes to getting color in the ring, you know, bleeding in the ring. In my opinion, you you have to save those moments for something special. Yeah. You know, you you can't just go. You know, you can't just go out on you know two o five live. You know, and, 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 and bleed. You know, you can't go to some random, you know, AEW Dynamite show and just and just bleed. It, it has to mean something. It has to be carried along with a story. You know, you have to, you, it, it's something that you could do to get people a little bit more invested in a match that's going to be on a pay-per-view or something. It, it's got, it's got to mean something. It's got to be special. So, I mean, I haven't done it. Um, I don't plan on doing it. Not to say that I won't, but right. um, you know, it's it's just it's got to mean something. It's got to be special. Yeah. It's, it really has to. That definitely, it got to be a WrestleMania moment, or or a, it can be WrestleMania. It can be a Ring of Honor moment. It could be a New Japan moment. Anything it can be anything special. Like how you said, definitely. Yeah, well, it does. It does. Like I said, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be like a WrestleMania, like big, huge event moment. But it it has to carry. It has to carry a meaning. It has to. It has to carry a meaning. Maybe it's something that needs to be done in order to lead up. Or it has to be something that has to be done, you know, to lead up to something special. You know, it just, it just has to. It has to mean something. You know, it has to mean something, and it has to be strategically placed in uh, 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 in in a part of the storyline that's going to get people excited to see what the finish is going to be. You know, what yeah. the end of the road is going to look like. So. Yeah, I know it's my opinion. No, I, I agree. Oh, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Really, yeah, it's really got to be you know special and and for the storytelling, I can see. Yeah. You know, and and also brings me to this next question: what's um what's like one of the most dangerous matches you've been in? You know, maybe something like something hardcore or you know very like very tricky spots involved. You know, things like that of that nature. Uh, well. That's a rough one. So I, I've been in a lot of matches where, see, they, here's the thing, man. Like I, I, when I, when I, how I approach a match, it has to be, it has to be hard hitting. You know, it has to be, um, 
you know, a match where people are invested off of the, the straight up physicality. So I think every match that I've been in, with the exception of maybe a couple, um, there has been something that has made you kind of go like, oh, you know, like, damn. You know, um, you always want to have that level of excitement. You always want to have that level of, uh, of uh, you know, um, I don't know what to call it, but you, you want you want to use that physicality to, to get people interested and not turn the channel. So um, that's always there. But as far as scary moments, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I've ever had a scary moment yet that I would call a scary moment. You know, I've been hit. I've been hit in the back and the head with chairs. I've been hit and I've been hit with stop signs and, and, you know, anything you could think of trash cans and, and, and whatnot. No, I've been, I've been, uh, there was this one match where Jacob Fatu clotheslined me over the ropes, you know, and then, and then he hit the ropes and hit me with a moonsault outside. We fell into a bunch of chairs, you know, uh, MVP kicked me straight in the face and I flipped over into a bunch of chairs. So it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that, that, you know, you would think would be, you know, scary or whatever, but I mean, it's all part of the show, bro. Yeah, you know, hey, I'll tell you what. I, when when uh when you see me get on a ladder and fall off a ladder or do something crazy like that, then we can revisit this this question. I will um, yeah. on, the pod, <laughs> on the podcast again, and, and I'll tell you a better story. <laughs> I'll tell you a better one. I got. I gotta say that's pretty. That's pretty solid though, Jacob Fatu and MVP. You know, and you know, like I think about MVP and you know the IWGP Intercontinental Title. You know. The fact that you faced yeah. that guy, you know, is amazing. You know, I mean, especially when I think of, like, dangerous opponents, you know. We were going to – Ivan, you said uh, you faced Psycho Clown. And, you know, he's – I know about him with him and, and doing hot, some hardcore stuff. And, you know, you like, – like, what was that match with Psycho Clown like? Well, it was a, it was a tag team match. It was me and uh, Rico Dinamita uh, versus him and, and Tejano Jr. Um, it was It was – for the most part, it was a traditional lucha match, so we didn't have to do anything too hardcore or whatever. Um, so, I mean, it was the first time um, I had wrestled him and um, just talking with, you know, uh, some people at Pro Wrestling Revolution. It wasn't going to be the last time, you know, we were going to build and I was excited for it, but the pandemic kind of shut that down. Mm -hmm. So hopefully when we get back to it, I'll be able to have another go uh, maybe one-on-one -on -one with Tejano Jr., one-on-one -on -one with uh, with um, Psycho Clown, and you know, I mean, they can bring it, man. They can, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not no, uh, you know, I'm not a sucker, man. You can hit me as hard as you want, just, just, just know I'm, I'm gonna give it back to you as hard as you give it to me. The you know, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how it goes. You know, that, that, that's what I, that's what I love about you know, what I love about you is just like, you know, you, you bring it, you know, you're like, what are you, you know, even if they. Hit you as hard as you can. Be like, is that is that all you can do? And I already know. I just seeing all your matches is just, it's incredible. That's why. Uh, and then that brings me to this question. I know you made your debut was a championship, you know, wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, yeah. So, uh, how did that came all about? Uh, did Marquez give you the call, or uh, you know, how, how did you know after all pro wrestling? Uh, you went, you know, after that, you went to uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. So, how did that become about you going over there and then meeting? Uh, Danny Limelight throughout, you know, your run, your current run right now in championship wrestling. Yeah, I've I've had conversations with Dave Marquez um, before. You know, I, I don't claim to have known him or anything like that. You know, we we've had like just some verbiage over, uh, you know, Facebook or whatever. So I've always been on their radar. Um, it just had to be the right time. You know, and I'm patient. You know, I'm gonna keep doing what I need to do until someone reaches out and I go do the next thing. So the next thing for me was Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, United Wrestling Network. And, um, you know, I, I got a call um, asking if I wanted to come down. I did. And, you know, the rest of that is history. Um, when I got there, you know, they had this idea of putting me with Danny Limelight. And um, they was like, you know, you guys could be a tag team. And I said, okay, you know, that's cool. So we became the bodega. I, I've been, I, I've been billed from the bodega since the beginning. So since I started wrestling, when you hear people announce my name, it's like you know 
weighing in at 301 pounds from the bodega, the king fat boy, Papa Wesco. So I brought the bodega to championship wrestling from Hollywood. And that name and that whole, you know, uh, MO is something that I, I, I've been, I've been doing for a while. So it only made sense for me to continue it on and bring Danny, you know, bring Danny into the fold. Um, Danny's a good dude, man. Um, I really enjoy working with him. You know, he's a real humble cat. Um, me and him click right away because we got some of the same beliefs. You know, we got some of the same, you know, we function pretty much the same. Um, you know, and it, 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 it's good. It feels good that I'm able to open up with the Bodega and Danny Lyman. Like, we're both Puerto Rican dudes, and we're able to, you know, just uh, do what we do in the ring at the same time, you know, just put our heritage on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a big stage, you know. Um, guy, guys are already doing it, you know, like, you know, proud, proud and powerful, and Ed Kingston, and, you know, Homicide, Low Key, you know, the Hit Squad, all them dudes, you know, they're, they're running it for Puerto Rico, but, you know, um, we just, we, we love the, the chance and opportunity to, to continue that, you know, so. No, definitely. I, I'm with you hundred percent. You know, when you, you, you forming, you know, you know, you, you creating a bodega and bringing it to the championship wrestling, forming it, you know, with Danny Limelight. And now you added yeah. a third edition, Slice Boogie, you know, he's another Puerto Rican native. Um, I love the fact that that's what, what it's missing nowadays is like cultura, it's like la, la cultura Puerto Rican, you know, and, for y'all who didn't understand Spanish, is the Puerto Rican culture, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, because, yes, we do see a lot of, you know, you know, not, no pun intended at all, not saying that, like, you see a lot of Lucha de Mexicana, or you see, you know, any other type of race. But finally, something that we haven't seen since, you could say, the Savio Vega days, like, through La Morita, yeah. we have not seen that in a while. I mean, we've seen, like how you said, we you haven't. mentioned we had not seen that in a while, and I love the fact that you brought that up because there's a lot of territory that's what is missing nowadays. Different cultures, different aspects that we should take over territories. You already have Santana Ortiz, AEW. You know, you have Homicide. You I mean you have Low Key. You have you know Eddie Kingston. You have Tasha Steele. You have Eva Lee. I mean yourself yeah. and Danny oh, Nightlight. Yeah. I mean that's what's missing uh, nowadays. So we're missing a faction like that. You know nowadays, and also that culture that needs to be more exposed to it as well. Yeah. To, you know, to the pro wrestling fans. And that's why I love the fact that you and Danny and Slice were doing it now for championship wrestling. And especially, you know, here in, you know, SoCal, you know, because we're missing that. We're, it's just, it's not that it's not that us, as, I'm speaking as a fan, you know, it's not that we're not tired, we're not tired of seeing Mexican, none of that. It has nothing to do with that. It's just different cultures, different characters, different, it's real, you know? It's just a different, yeah, it's just a different perspective, man. You know, it's a different, it's a different flavor, you know, uh, to, to, to what Latinos have been trying to do this, this whole time in professional wrestling. And, and you know, hey, you know, we know that uh, Mexico and, and the Mexican luchadors and the Mexican wrestlers, that they, they've been in the forefront. You know, they were one of the first you know, guys to actually make it to the next level, you know, when, when you know, you got Psychosis and Rey Mysterio and, and Conan and all them du dudes that were, you know, coming out, most of them dudes were, were Mexican. They LWO, you know, most of them dudes were Mexican. And they were, they were doing it for their, for, for their, for their uh, culture. And, and you got to respect that, man, you know, and I'm never tired of, of seeing them and I'll never be tired of seeing them. You got a whole new, you know, a group of Mexican dudes that are in WWE and everywhere else, you know, they're doing it, you know, for their culture, you know, so it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But like you said, you ain't seen a faction uh, of Puerto Rican dudes since Los Poriquas in the WWE back in the day, you know, and, and I think it's time again, you know, and up to this point, you've had a lot of, you know, you know, Puerto Ricans in, in the industry, but they've been doing their own thing. You know, some are a tag team here, you know, some are singles wrestlers here, but not since Los Boricuas have you seen like a faction of dudes, you know? I mean, my ultimate dream is every Puerto Rican throughout America and even in Puerto Rico, you know, just, just ride with the bodega, you know, rep the bodega. You know, maybe we can have a faction that spans MLW and Ring of Honor and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, you know, uh, 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 AEW, you know, whatever, you know, maybe, you know, Maybe that could happen, you know, but we just trying to ride for our people, you know. We're not we're not wearing, you know, the Puerto Rican flag or we're not wearing anything, 
that has to do with the Taino culture or, or the Puerto Rican culture because it's a gimmick. You know, this isn't the same something that, that we, you know, pick up when the light turns red and then put down when they say we're clear. You know what I mean? This ain't, uh, this ain't something that we stop. We live this every single day and we're going to continue to do so. So when you see us repping for Puerto Rico or you see us, you know, repping the bodega, this is not something that, that, is, that is fake. It's not something that you think we're just going to put down any old way. I live this every single day. And I want I want to portray that when, when the camera's on. And I want everybody to believe it. You know, and that's why I think they do believe it is because they know that, I mean, they, they, they might not know, but they should know that it's real. You know, it comes from here. It don't come from here. Yep. You know what I mean? This isn't fabricated. This is real, real life uh, feelings and emotions that you're seeing um, you know, across the TV screen. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm happy to be a part of the Bodega. I'm happy to be a part of United Wrestling Network, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I'm glad we're able to take the, the Bodega and, 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 and just ride for our people, you know, and we're going to continue to do so, man, you know, you know, whether, whether I, you know, stay with Danny or he goes off to AEW, I go somewhere else. It don't, you know, we're all going to be together and we're going to come together you know, even Slice Boogie, man. Slice Boogie, look. If you don't know Slice Boogie, you need to you need to get to know Slice Boogie. You need to Google that man because he's a monster. He's a monster on a promo, and he's a monster in the ring. And he's just getting his feet wet. But when he starts, when them fireworks start clicking, and he starts getting it a lot more, man, you you you're not gonna be able to stop him, man. I can see him doing things on on an even grander scale than. Than I, than than I would do or, or anybody else, man. He could be a big star, man. You know, so so I, I'm excited to see him be a part of us, and I'm I'm excited to see what he does, you know, going forward. So, I was actually glad to see because he was one of our last interviews that we had of last yeah. year for 2020. So he was like one of our last ones we had. So I, I hell yeah, definitely. I mean, see him in his yeah. you know, fist combat. You know, I see him there. So I, I always tell him, man, you're gonna join eventually. <laughs> He's like. We have, to, we have to wait to see next week. You know, I kind yeah, of thought you about got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I loved it. You know, I'm glad that he's part of the Bodega because, man, I just can't wait for, for it to grow, especially yeah. you know, everywhere, how you said it. And that's what I would like to see, definitely, 100%. Just repping that. Any, ter any territory, just repping that makes, like, it will be a dream come true. And I, I would love to see that, definitely. Because it'll be like another, yeah. like, you know, you know, it'll be like another Los Ingobernables, like, you have the Japan, you have the here in Mexico, or, you, or in the U.S. Yeah. It could be something like that, so, you know, but obviously it's different, you know, because it's about culture, how you said, like from the heart, from here, not a, not a gimmick. It's more it's from here, from the heart, from the culture. And definitely I agree and, with you. And, you know, we, 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 we rep, you know, we rep for, you know, our, our culture, but, I mean, we, we ride for the, the entire Latino community, man. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not just, you know, it doesn't matter – it doesn't matter what you are. You could be Salvadorian, you could be Peruvian, you could be Mexican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Dominican. It don't matter, man. You yeah. could speak Spanish or you could not speak Spanish. It don't matter, man. You got a piece of blood in you that is Latino, man. You riding with us regardless, man. And even though, you know, we do rep just for Puerto Rico when it comes to the bodega and how we function, we still got a lot of love and we still ride a lot for the entire Latino community. So, you know. 100%. I'm with you with that 100%. You know? Yeah. Matt, what were you going to say? No, nah, nothing in particular. That, that's, you know, you're flying the flag high. You know, it's, it's, it's great that the communities are, are connected, especially through, yeah. through wrestling, you know. I mean, you know, growing up, I remember in the, in the old days, like, my brother didn't like, you know, it was like, you're watching wrestling? Oh, that's only for white guys. And, like, you didn't really have the impression, you know, didn't really know. And now, you know, we got so many different flags flying. We see, it, we see a little bit of everything in there I, I mean you know I'll, I'll probably like leave with this last question for you um it would it would probably be where where do you see yourself continuing continuing with tag team or do you want to like go off into singles and what do you prefer singles or tag team well it just it just happened you know that you know it worked out that you know I was a tag team guy I guess you would call me like a tag team specialist right because I've been with three different tag team partners, three different tag team titles, you know. So um, tag team wrestling is definitely something that I'm very interested in and I enjoy doing. But um, 
I mean, I, I, I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't want to, you know, have a singles run, you know, get, get a, get a singles title under my belt, you know, work some of the, work some of the top, you know, singles competitors out there and, and, and show them what I can do and show the world what I could do on my own, you know, but right now I'm just, I'm happy to be, you know, where I'm at. I'm happy to be in the tag team, the bodega. I'm happy to be rocking with championship wrestling from Hollywood, United wrestling network, Dave Marquez and, and all them cats. And, and, and um, I'm excited to see what happens with them, man. That, that's my home right now. And uh, that's, that's what I'm doing. So, when we get back to it, it's going to get even that much more interesting. Ooh, I, can, I, I cannot wait. I'll tell you that because yeah. I, want, I want to see them. They got to take all the gold from Championship Wrestling Hollywood. We need so, that. You know, yeah. you know, we, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we want to bring those titles to a new level, man. We want to, we will take on all comers, bro. We want to make sure that we are in the conversation when it comes to the top tag teams in championship wrestling from Hollywood, the top tag teams in the United Wrestling Network. We want to be in the conversation when, 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 when you talk history, when you talk, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, you know, when, when they're still flying, the, you know, their, their, uh, their wrestling flag and they're talking about the history of, of their company. We want to be a part of that conversation. So we're definitely going to, you know, come back and, and hit it harder and hit it faster than you've ever seen us do. We're going to be grimier. We're going to be more malicious and more violent than you've ever seen, man. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to take it to another level, man. We want to make sure that we're in at least the top uh, top five conversation piece for, for uh, tag teams in that company and as uh, holders of, the, of those titles. So, uh, we're gonna do our best, man. We're gonna do and, our best. But a hundred percent. But one one thing I want to go ahead and add to this is, yeah. I mean, as of right now, you guys are obviously one of the hottest tag teams. So, want right. to go ahead and mention this right quick. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to put on your boats in for SoCal Uncensored Tag Team of the Year. That uh, yeah. is La Bodega. So they're up there right now in the rankings. So make sure you put your boats in as they're gonna be voting for Tag Team of the Year for SoCal. Yeah, there's still there's still a couple. There's still a couple of days, right? There's still a couple of days to go there and vote. So go to SoCal Uncensored Tag Team uh, of the Year 2020. The That's right. They got Danny Limelight and the King Fat Boy Papa West. So, yeah. That's right. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I've got one. Get those yeah. votes up, everybody. Get in the get in your phones, tablets, computers, all of them. Definitely. That's right. And I'm looking forward to seeing more in the future. You and Danny and Slice building that faction and taking the gold from all from Championship Wrestling and also from NWA. I mean, I know I already, yeah, already hear you calling Trevor. Yep, you're calling out Man. the NWA Tag Team Champions, or hey, you're calling out Trevor I'm Murdoch. Still, I'm still calling them out. Trevor Murdoch, bro, you you made mention to me on on, uh, on Twitter, and I made I made mention to you on Twitter, man. When we get back to it, we're going to have to bang, bro. You know, maybe I'll win that national title. Maybe I won't. But either way, win or lose, you're gonna remember who I am, bro. You're gonna remember the King Fat Boy Papa Wesco, and um, you know, hopefully that'll be the start, uh, start of a steamrolling train that just, you know, that won't stop. You know, we'll see. That's right. We'll see. Definitely, I agree with you 100%, brother. Now, so you can let the viewers know where can they find you, um, give them your social media platform where they, they can follow you. Want to let them know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can hit me up on social media. Um, Instagram, it's Papa Wesco. Uh, Facebook is Papa Wesco. Um, my kids got me on Snapchat, so that's Papa Wesco too. I, I don't really mess with that, but I, I'm supposed to start doing it again. So hit me up on, on Snapchat. And then uh, Twitter, it's uh, Papo underscore Esco. You know, um, hit me up. I'm not like, uh, I'm not like most cats, man. As long as you're respectful, as long as you're not a creep, you know, as long as you come at me correct, if you if you talk to me, I'll talk back, man. You know, I'm not hard to find. Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. So I will put all his uh, social media platforms under the description below, ladies and gentlemen. And then also you can see the Papa Wesco and the rest of the Bodega family on the CW30 every Saturday, uh, CW30 on the YouTube channel. And also check your local listings. You can also see them on the Fight TV uh, network, you can see them for your United Wrestling Network, you can see them there as well, Championship Wrestling audience as well. So we're looking forward for the future for Mr. Papo Esco and for the rest of the bodega. I'm looking forward to them taking the gold uh, here in SoCal and NWA, maybe bring up honor, Elma, you know, 
MLW, maybe AEW. You never know. Never say never. You never know. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, tell tell uh tell Cody and the Bucks and all them cats. You know they, I I'll come to dark, man. I'm ready. I'm you know Damn. let's go. Oh yeah, I'm ready to do it. All you, all you gotta do is say the word. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. Yep. You know you're ready. Definitely you're ready, bro. I I can. I'm hoping one day for you, and I pray for Maybe. you that you do, man. I pray for you, do. I pray you get your big break. That you, just, you deserve it. You deserve oh, it. You no, it's, 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 good. it's good, man. Like I said, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see past my nose too much. You know, I like to be in the moment, and I like to, I like to be right where I'm at at that time. And right now, I'm super focused on, you know, the United Wrestling Network. Super focused on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, you know, and, and uh, you know that whole conglomerate and umbrella that Dave Marquez has. I'm super focused on that right now. So I'm not really thinking about anybody else, but you never know. So if they if they come calling, you know, uh, I'm more than likely answer. So we'll see. That's right, definitely. Uh, once again, brother, I appreciate you, Mr. King. That's right, King, that boy is Papa Oscar, well, thank you so much for joining us. And also, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining and for tuning in. And we will see you guys next week. Once again, this is a devious what I will see with MGC, Mr. Matt Steamboat, where I'm with Pop Wars to say to you guys goodnight, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you.